guys. Welcome to Teenage Dirtbags. I am your host, Carly Smale. I am your host, Madeline Jane Zeku. <laughs> I didn't give away my middle name. My middle name is Jacqueline. Okay. Jane and Jacqueline are our middle names, which are two of my aunts, Auntie Jane and Auntie Jack. Oh, there you go. Isn't that's pretty, that something? That's pretty cool. I don't have that similarity with you. What do you mean? Like, I can't say that's two of my aunts, too. Oh, well, that's fine. That would be really strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What a day today. Can you imagine you were like, I have the same aunts as you. And then we realized we're cousins. <laughs> we realized we're cousins on air of teenage dirtbags. <laughs> and we were 30 years old and never went to the same, like, Christmas or anything. Uh, wow. We've taken quite the turn. Quite the turn of events. Um, we've got lots of things to preface today. For one, we have a doggy here. Not my dog. Don't even... Yeah, sorry. Way to bring it up, audience. <laughs> <laughs> We're dog-sitting again. And, uh, which, by the way, if anyone needs a dog-sitter, please tell us because we love having dogs here at all times. Lots of people trust us with their dog, but for some reason they don't trust me enough to own one. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great so we have a dog here and um it's a different dog from the last time and she's a little bit more impatient with us not paying attention to her mm-hmm. so if we get distracted or if maybe there's a bark we're just warning you that's that's why yep but um it's the name of sprocket but i i've been calling it gidget yeah she calls it gidget which is hilarious but that's because i mean it does kind of sound similar sprocket gidget I like it's got so. the get at the bottom yeah. at the bottom <laughs> at the end, <laughs> at the end. Um, also we obviously spoiler alert we watched Gidget today I mean sorry we're talking about Gidget today we watched it yesterday we watched it yesterday Dorothy <laughs> Dorothy and Harold no Russell Russell yeah oh, okay. we'll get there later anyway what's our next preface well I just wanted to tell a really funny story about the other day when Maddie found this oh, thing Christ. in the dishwasher no, it was not in the dishwasher. Oh, you just found it. Where was it? So we have a dishwasher and we have a, like, if you want to do a quick rinse of a dish, there's like a dish, like rack, like yeah. where you dry, a drying rack. Yeah. That's not the dishwasher. A dishwasher is an appliance. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> so it was on the dish rack, like on the counter. So anyways, I'm in the other room and she goes, Carly, Carly, come get your ring. I found your ring, Carly. <laughs> And I look at my hands and I'm going, I'm wearing my rings. What is she talking about? <laughs> so then I go to the kitchen and I look at this thing that she thinks is my ring. It's an actual piece of garbage that she thought that I was wearing as jewelry. <laughs> I don't even know what thought, it was. I thought you were kidding. No. I literally was like, okay, <laughs> that was a hilarious joke. And then you were like, pardon? <laughs> You really thought that that was my ring. I think that what it was, <laughs> I think that what it was, was a, cu- a day or two before you had been washing dishes. Like when, like I saw you washing like a full load of dishes in the sink uh-huh. and I just figured, oh, you took a ring off. So I, I don't know what I was thinking, but it was honestly, it's, it was probably a week ago and it's still the funniest thing that's ever <laughs> happened to us. I was like, you really think I would have worn this little tiny piece of trash? <laughs> <laughs> it was like this plastic, disgusting It was literally thing. a plastic, <laughs> a plastic <laughs> circle. Like, I, I don't even know. It was like from a, 
like when you open a new juice, like a juice carton or like a, a milk part carton, and it's like it the thing that you pull it. to like open the the oh, fucking whatever the pouring area, whatever it's called, <laughs> and it was literally that. And uh, oh look, who's come to visit? Preface number one: Sprocket. Gidget. Sprocket, come here. Gidget, hey. sit on the couch. Okay, Gidget. she's just gonna be really. All right. Um. Anyways, that was my one story I wanted to tell because I just thought it was so outrageous. So, anything else you wanted to preface? Yeah, my throat's fucked up today. I know. You've been, like, clearing your throat for, like, two weeks. I know. It's really annoying. I'm really sorry. So, I might... I'm going to try really hard to not do it. Hopefully, you'll be able to edit them out later, but just in case... Please try, because it'll (sighs) give me misophonia if you do it in the mic. What's that? It's, like, you know, when people are, like... They have a phobia against, like... Oh, okay. I'll I'll try my Chewing and stuff. I just mean it might be, like, a middle of a sentence or something. All right. Well, I won't judge you too much okay you want to start yeah let's get into it are we recording (laughs) i think we're recording uh so this week we watched a movie called gadget and we are incapable of saying the word gadget in any other way but that gadget spoiler alert real quick this movie last last episode we um guessed what this movie was about and spoiler alert we were very wrong it's not about robots i really liked your guess <laughs> i want that to be a real movie it's not about that at all um anyways so this movie came out in on april 10th 1959 my father was born one month before that really my parents were mm-hmm. not born yet my mother was not born yet either she was born three months after or something this movie was not rated for some reason so I'm just going to say that it's a solid PG movie. I would go just a bit above. PG-13. Well, maybe in the 50s it would have been PG-13. I think now it would have been. Why? I don't know. I feel like they made many sexual jokes a lot. Okay, fine. Um, and it was directed by Paul Wenkos, written by Gabrielle Upton, and it's starring Sandra D, James Darren, Cliff Robertson, and the logline is, a young girl discovers surfing and love during one transitive summer. I mean, that's pretty accurate. So the main girl's name, her name is Francie. So she's this, she's Sandra G, and she's this young square. And all of her, all of her girlfriends want to, like, attract the boys. But she just wants to, like, be a normal 16-year-old. She wants to go, um, <laughs> what's it called? Snorkeling. Snorkeling. And so anyway, she gets... She meets this, we'll get into detail, but she meets this group of guys and they all have nicknames, which we'll get into later. And they give her the nickname Gidget, which we're all like, oh, that's fun and nice. And then we find out what Gidget stands for. And it's not so PG-13. I'm not 100% sure we can really say that on the podcast. Oh, sure we can. Okay, go right ahead. What does Gidget mean? It stands for Girl Midget. Right. So they, they start calling her that. And that's what they call the entire movie. So, sorry. And then she starts falling in love or whatever with one of the guys in that group of nicknamed hooligans surfer bums surfer bums and then it takes a whole then the second half of the movie isn't really about surfing at all but more about um how she's trying to get his attention sort of yes so anyway we'll go into details so what's your first note mom's tits equal pointy (laughs) i did know actually that that was your first note i forgot about that car the first thing carly said so it starts off I mean, I don't even remember how quickly it starts off, but basically, Francie's mom. We're not even sure if her name is Francine. Well, they call her 80 different things. Yeah, they call her Francie, Francine, and Francis throughout the thing. (laughs) And then all the guys call her Gidget. So it's just like, (laughs) holy crap. But anyway, so the mom, um, I have to say, the mom is very progressive, considering this is in the 50s. 
Why is she progressive? Well, because she's kind of everything she says is like super oppressive. Well, yes, there are a, there are a lot of things that we've took down as notes, but there's the fact that she's like, our daughter should do whatever she wants. Like the and the dad as well is very much like, I mean, yes, there's lots of things they say and do that aren't, but as soon as Francie says I want a, a surfboard, they're like, okay, like that's great. You want to be, you want to do other things. Well, the dad's just excited that she's into something other than boys. Yeah, that's true. Right. So it starts off. She goes to the beach with her girlfriends, and they are all in these two-piece bikinis. It's important to note that they are calling their um, their summer is the summer of the Manhunter. Yes, they like their goal, and also can we also note that there's four women or whatever or girls, and every single one of them looks thirty, except Gidget looks sixteen. Yeah, and then they never really come back, do they? No, they never come back. That's so strange. They're on the beach. They're they're all like trying to lay in certain ways yeah. to attract the guys because there's this group of surfing guys which yeah are present the entire movie that they're trying to attract and they're trying they go oh let's throw this ball and like miss it purposefully and hit them with it and then they come and flirt with us and whatever but and the guys aren't like, having it. Gidget is so unaware of like how to go along with their tactics. She just thinks that they're actually playing catch. So then yeah. when she catches the ball, they're like, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're like, okay, Babe Ruth. Like, it's <laughs> so like, great. It's Why don't you go to the major leagues? Yeah. <laughs> really great. <laughs> and then at one point, Gidget's sitting in front of one of the girls that, that's like lying out on the beach trying to show off her body. And she just sits right in front of her and she's like, fancy, come on, get with it. Yeah. She's it's just so like, great. So confused. I love it. I actually really, really liked that whole every time they spoke to her, I mean they were being mean, but but I loved how it, the things that they say, like, ah, the major leagues. Like everything <laughs> is just so great in nineteen fifty nine. But well, not everything, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was like really snappy, fun yeah. dialogue. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. So Anyway, she goes, I'm going swimming. So she goes in her weird ass fucking alien snorkeler. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. I've never seen anything like it. It's like a full face one, which I've seen before. Yeah. But then there were two sn- spouts or yeah. snorkels or whatever. <laughs> it was so weird. She looked, she looked like, like a like fucking a antelope. Yeah, she looked so weird. Anyway, she gets stuck in seaweed or something and starts drowning. I'm con- like I'm unsure whether this girl can swim with the amount of time she almost drowns in this movie. Well, yeah, she keeps drowning, and then they're like, "Let's surf." I know. <laughs> but anyway, so she drowns, or she doesn't drown. <laughs> <laughs> she drowns. So that's it. That's the movie. <laughs> the movie. She's drowning, and one of the surf guys, Moon Doggy, his name is Moon Doggy, which we'll get to, um, comes and saves her. Which is, it's one of the best scenes ever because Maddie pointed out, like, this feels like the end of the movie because the music is so triumphant. And then he, he like, grabs her, yeah. puts her on the surfboard. She looks dead. She looks literally dead. She's just lying there. And then he Motionless. surfs her. He surfs her back to the beach. And it's actually, for 1950s, like, it's a pretty cool shot. Like, it looks real. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's actually really great. Like, there's a lot of things that I'm like, huh. I mean, there's some green screen shots that are oh, I mean, so it, bad that it's amazing. But there's a lot of stuff that's pretty good. And um, so she's all like, thank you for saving my life. And suddenly he's the biggest asshole on the planet. He's like, whatever. And she's like trying to be so nice. And he's like, go back with your girls and go back with your dames. You guys over there. And like, she's like, a dame? I'm not a dame. Yeah. And then I started singing South Pacific songs. But anyway. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So she's now she's inspired. She's 
just the world is her oyster. She wants to be a surfer. Her near-death experience has inspired her to be a surfer. Yeah. So she goes to the surfing, like... Stinky. Yeah. His name is Stinky. <laughs> uh, she goes to the, It's like a... I wouldn't even call it a store. It's like... It's a hut. It's a hut. Yeah. A hut. Good work. And she's like, Thank I want you. a board. And he's like, the $75. And she's like, oh, but I only have 450 <laughs> He's like, well, there's a used one for 25 And she's like, oh, I only have 450 <laughs> Anyway, so she goes home and asks her dad for money so that she can surf. And, and she, they do it. Yeah, she's a lunatic. When he says he'll give her the money, she loses her mind. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is grand. Like, it's actually adorable. I actually loved her. And now the reason we keep saying Dorothy is because <laughs> the mom's name is Dorothy. And that's how they say the name. It's, true. it's so funny. And that's exactly what is like in Wizard of Oz and everything. That's true. Where it's it, like now, if I met someone named Dorothy, it'd be Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy. Dorothy. But it's Dorothy. Dorothy and Russell. Dorothy. It's just so funny. Can you imagine being like, Dorothy, <laughs> would you like to go for dinner? Dorothy. It's just so great. It is great. What a fantastic name. I know. It's Dorothy. Best. Anyway, so we are like obsessed with that. It's In fact, if I have a daughter, her name's going to be Dorothy. One of my favorite burns in this movie, I can't remember what which character says it, but someone goes, get lost and dissolve. <laughs> I loved that. It was. Re- I remember you did have a strong reaction to that when it was said. Dissolve! Ah, oh, the 50s. The 50s were great with Dorothy and Dissolve. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, so then she starts, so she gets aboard and then she starts hanging out with the dudes. And we never see her girlfriends again. Well, we do right at the end, but whatever. We do? I think they come by and they're like, Dorothy! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really remember, to be honest. Um. Yeah, it's also important to point out that these guys are not teenagers. No, they are... They are college-ish age. Sure, yeah. She's like 16. It's established that she's turning 16. She's not even oh. 16 yet. Oh. Yeah. And she... I mean, they look like they have been shipwrecked for years. <laughs> yeah. They are so tanned, and they're like always greasy. Yep. Well, not all of them, but some of them have, like, weird, scruffy beards. Yeah, yeah, And, totally. like, chest hair and, like... Yeah, they're... They're, they're, they're very cute and good-looking. Oh, yeah. But, like, they just look like they haven't showered in quite some time. Correct. So we've got Moondoggy, who saved Gidget. We've got... And then we've got Big Kahuna. Right. Big Kahuna's, like, the lead... Uh, the, the head honcho. Well, he's literally the big kahuna of the group of guys. The head honcho, the big kahuna. They're stinky. They're stinky and there's lover boy. Yeah, I don't remember who else there was, though. Anyway, she starts hanging out with them. And she's really trying to learn to surf. Yeah. Now, so they're, and they're helping her. They're taking her out and they're doing whatever they want. So she wants to do some extracurricular learning. So she's got this <laughs> random friend or sister. I'm not really sure who this person is. Yeah, I don't know. We have no idea what her name is, but she... Is this girl who's just kind of around every once in a while. And she's got really, really, really short hair. And she wears like boyish clothes. She's very androgynous. Yes. We weren't sure if it was a boy or girl at first. Um, Correct. So anyway, Francie is on her bed with the surfboard. Like the surfboard's on the bed. And she's standing on the surfboard (laughs) on the bed. And the friend is like shaking the mattress, lifting (laughs) it up and down as fast as possible. Like recreating waves to see if Francie can... She looks like she's possessed. It's the fucking weirdest (laughs) thing. Carly was dying. The friend looks like she's been possessed by something. She's literally 
going Shaking nuts and, yeah, on this hilarious. mattress. It's very funny. And I'm like, this, there's no chance that this is recreating, but it's a great scene. It's a fantastic it's scene. It's very funny. And it's ve- it, it is, like, I've never seen a Sandra D movie, to Me my neither, knowledge. to be honest. I just know Sandra D from Greece. From Greece. So that's the thing is this scene is very similar to what, because um, in Greece, Rizzo singing, she's like, look at me, I'm Sandra D. Uh, and it's, I mean, f- from what I understand, it's about this, specifically this scene or this movie and stuff. And she looks, it, they throw the blonde wig on. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Sandra D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea that Gidget was such a, like, big thing. Oh, God, I had no idea. All, both of our sets of parents were like, hello, da. I know. And we're like. Gidgets about robots. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Never heard of it. Which, of course, I mean, it's the 50s. Like, why would we have heard of it necessarily? I, well, I'm not yeah. that surprising. Uh, one thing I loved about this movie was the music. Yeah. The big band jazz style music was so awesome. There's great scores. It was great, 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 great music. And the Moondoggy randomly sings twice. Yeah. That's, that's the weirdest thing. So when we were just finishing up the movie, I looked up on I'm to be the trivia and he almost did not get the part because he didn't sing. Um, because this, the only person who has songs in this movie is Moondoggy for whatever yeah. reason. And it has nothing to do with anything. But he sings twice. Gidget is the girl That's for great. me. And it was going. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Moondoggy's singing. And you're like, no. I, I was not. No, 100% no. <laughs> you're like screaming at me. I'm like, no, I think Moondoggy <laughs> is singing this song right now. No. That well, would be insane, Carly. No. <laughs> the reason I thought it would be insane was because this whole time. So at the beginning when he saves her, right, he's very like, I hate you. And the whole time when he's he's talking about his girlfriend, Susan, he's got this lady, Susan. And then he starts singing, Gidget is the girl for me. And I'm like, there's no way he's singing this. He literally hates her <laughs> and is talking all the time about how much he hates her. Why is he singing the song to her? He's trying to make her so feel that's, better. So that's why I was like, what? Oh, why is he singing the song? I thought he fucking hated her. But anyway. But yeah, it's really weird. He's the only character that sings. And he sings twice. Dorothy. Dorothy. <laughs> but so you've surfed before. Tell us about it. Is it fucking hard? Because it looks fucking well, hard. Actually, saying that I've surfed would not be fully truthful. Um, okay. I mentioned in our Crossroads episode that I went on an epic road trip with my three pals. And on our road trip, we stopped in santa monica california for the day and we all decided to rent surfboards and i was very excited because i was like i have wanted to surf my whole life i've been obsessed with the idea of surfing forever you're just like gidget i'm just like gidget i'm a girl and a midget um so i'm surfing with my friend chris caitlin and becca okay all of them have surfed before Uh. but still we all rent surfboards. I'm the only one who rents a wetsuit because I hate being cold. Okay. Okay. So then I try to carry the board to the beach and then someone stops me and is like, you can't carry it under your arm. You have to put it on your head. What? Because it's like too awkward to carry under your arm. So I'm oh. like, oh my gosh, I just want to look cool. Like a stranger stopped you? Yes. Oh. And so I'm like, okay. So I put the board on my head and I start walking, like tiptoeing along the beach, like really fast. And I'm like... <laughs> I look really cool because I have a surfboard on my head. I'm wearing a wetsuit. Like, this is, like, my dream. <laughs> so I'm starting to get confident, which you know what happens when I start to get confident. Yeah. I get, you know, put in place real quick. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I feel confident, someone yells out, hey, hey, surfer girl. 
whatever they say. They probably don't say surfer girl. That's like my dream. <laughs> hey, hey, idiot. <laughs> they're probably like, hey, you dumb shit. Uh, anyway, so I turn around. I'm like, what? My little ankle strap oh, no. was dragging. And I've got about three different towels. <laughs> I'm dragging three different towels with me <laughs> that belong to strangers. <laughs> So then I go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I put the board down. My feet are on fire. Oh, my God. And I put the towels back to their owners, and everyone's annoyed with me. Anyways, this is a long story. It doesn't need to be. It's I attempt I to it. surf. I'm so bad at surfing. I can't even tell you how bad I am. I am getting demolished by waves. I am just getting thrown around like mm. a rag doll. And then every so often, I pop up from being destroyed underwater doing like four million flips under the sea. And I pop up and Chris, Caitlin, and Becca are just riding the waves. Like no like, problem. Like no problem. They all look like they should be on a surfing magazine. <laughs> they all look gorgeous and amazing. And I'm literally, there's sand in my nostrils. <laughs> there's sand in places I can't even mention. Anyways, so uh. with all that to say, I had a great day <laughs> attempting, but I would like to try again when like, well, I'd like to try again. That's okay, it. Fair enough. What I about mean, you? I'd love to do it. I'd love to try. But I am I am not somebody who is at all comfortable doing anything that I've never done before in front of anybody. Well, that's the problem is because... And surfing is like in front of a beach of people, which I have a problem with. I know. I have a problem with it too because... Not because I'm like afraid of like that they'll judge me. It's that I'm in the way of people that are actually good. So like oh yeah that too I, I'm but I'm falling afraid of the over and then I'm like ruining someone's like path right and so I just feel I just felt so like annoying yeah because I just kept falling and when I'm in people's way yeah no I would feel that way as well but also I know that there's people on the beach watching me I mean there's probably not I would be watching I I just would be I wouldn't like it but I do really want to try I'd love to try but the other thing is I hate like heat and <laughs> beaches do you hate beaches i just don't i don't hate beaches that's not true but like the concept of going to a beach and laying there is so unappealing to me really oh god i could not be more bored really? i'd rather do an event like a book yes i but i'd rather be inside and reading because it gets oh. too hot and too sticky and then and then i've got sand where i don't want it and yeah. i've got oh like the bathroom's all the way over there and oh there's the Oh, okay. It's too hot. Oh, I got to turn over. Oh, the sun's in my eyes. I don't know. I just don't like being hot. Okay. That's fair. I mean, it's funny because I've mentioned a couple of times on this podcast that I don't really love swimming, mm. but I could go to the beach every day. No, I could not. I could not do that. I like swimming in like oceans or lakes. It has to be a really hot day. If it's a really sure. hot day, I love the beach because I just tan and then I jump in and then I read and then oh, I bring so you've, snacks. You've unappealed. Like if it's a really hot day, I don't want to go. Well, there's shade. There's shady spots. Yeah, but no one no one I know will sit in the shade with me. I I would sit in the shade with you if we did half and half. I'm not I don't mean to be like a party pooper or anything. I like having fun on the beach, but when like generally when people go to the beach is to lay there and not do anything, which is again, fine. I love reading. I'll sit and read all day. This is okay. This is a scenario that we're going to do this summer, okay? Okay, great. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to bring like a little thing full of snacks and water mm -hmm. and stuff. And we're going to bring like Cosmo magazine and we're going to do quizzes on the beach. And then Mike can come 
every like half an hour we dive into the water and we get refreshed and then we come back out and we read our books do you mean the beach like the toronto beaches well i've never been to the beach here it's i mean we could go to toronto island i don't think the toronto beaches are necessarily what you are looking for i think toronto island is basically like if you go to the water you get poisoned so okay well we can go to peterborough area okay. actually peterborough is pretty dirty too oh great Let's we can just not go all the way to coburg beach shout out to coburg beach well the thing is, is we can go up to mike's cottage and do that kind of stuff all the time that's all they do there okay people sit on the dock and read and jump in the water and oh this dog is tangled up in all the cords. oh gidget sprocket you cute little thing oh she's so sweet one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Gidget's talking to her mom about, Mama, why don't I like boys? Oh, yeah. How come I don't like going on dates? Gidget's all concerned because she doesn't like boys and she thinks something's wrong with her, you know? Right. And then the mom goes, Honey, you like boys, don't you? And Gidget goes, Well, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then Dorothy goes, Well, honey, you'll know when you know. And then Gidget goes, but how will I know? <laughs> and then her mama goes, well, it'll feel like you just got hit in the oh, head yeah. by a sledgehammer, honey. Right. And then Gidget goes, really? A sledgehammer? And then the mom goes, yeah, a sledgehammer. <laughs> this recreation of the scene is just so wonderful. Thank you. And then the next day she feels it. That's true. I feel like I've been hit by a sledgehammer. Yep. She loves Moondoggy. So she has a big old crush on Moondoggy. But Moondoggy don't like her back because he's got Susan. And the dad keeps saying, Connie, you got to go with this guy for my work son or yeah. whatever. He's His like Jeffrey. And he's, he's a like, good boy. Jeffrey Matthews or something. I don't know. They're talking about this guy. And, and she's like, no, daddy, I don't want to or whatever. She's like, I want Moondoggy. Yeah. And then he's like, honey, you got to be with a man that has his priorities in order. Right. She's fi- So she's starting to have a crush on Moondoggy. And then she's dreaming about him. And she goes. She's like tossing and turning a bit. She's like, Moon Doggy. Moon Doggy. Moon Doggy. Moon Doggy. And then the mom comes in and goes, Honey, what's wrong? And she goes, I love Moon Doggy. <laughs> and then the mama goes, Don't you be worrying about that. And she says, It's not up to you. It's up to the young man. Oh, yeah. We were like, Pardon me. Pardon me. Basically, she was like, It's not your responsibility. You don't get to choose. Yeah, it'll be the guy's it was decision. Crazy. And then I don't. Is it later when she reads that plaque? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Do you remember what it said? Yeah, I wrote it down. Oh, good. So at some point in the movie, whether it's during this conversation or maybe a little later, the mom goes, "Look at this cross stitch plaque I have," and it's <laughs> like this literally a cross stitch hanging up in some room, and it literally says, "To be a real woman is to bring the best out in a man," and we both were like, "Ah!" Because yeah. this movie, by the way, is exactly 60 years old. Oh, wow. You're yeah. right. So it, 60 years ago, that was a thing. I mean, 30 years ago, that was a thing. But yeah. anyway, it's, it was just so funny. I wrote it down. I was like, that's crazy. The mom, presumably, put the time into cross-stitching that thing. To yeah. Be like, I'm going to inspire my daughter. <laughs> yeah, that was like very shocking to see. But, you know, times have changed. Kind of. Kind of. Big Kahuna has a bird that he keeps in his hut. That he travels around from beach to beach with. It's his only friend, this yeah. little bird. And then one day, out of nowhere, he dies. He they dies. find the bird dead. And, and Gidget goes, I'm sorry, Kahuna. I knew he was all you had. <laughs> <laughs> and Carly and I are like, what? <laughs> He's got more things. What are you talking about? It's like a, it's like a fucking crow, too, by the way. <laughs> like, it's not even like a budgie. It's like a <laughs> crow. 
And then he picks it up and he goes and buries it in the sand. Yeah. And then Gidget's like, don't you ever get lonely when you only have a bird? Don't you don't you get lonely when your only friend is a crow? <laughs> <laughs> so there's this big luau yeah. happening at the end of the summer or whatever. And and Gidget wants to go. So, but she has to be invited. Like they the, all the boys are like, "No, you can't come. You're too young." And they're like, "It's an orgy." Yeah. Yeah, see PG my ass. One of them's like, "That's oh, an orgy." Like it was just so weird. Anyway, so they're like, "You can't come." So she's asking Big Kahuna like, "Please take me because if you let me go, then they'll all be fine with it cuz you're the Big Kahuna." So he's like, "All right, fine." So she's getting ready for this luau. She looks really cute. And she's at home. And yeah. she's like, okay, like, bye to her parents. And her dad's like, aren't you being picked up? Like, what the hell? Like, a gentleman has to pick you up. My dad is kind of like that. Well, I was actually going to ask. Oh. I was going to ask about that. When you got picked up for dates and stuff. Well, <clears throat> the truth is that a lot of my dates, I will drive to, like, the restaurant. Because, mm-hmm. like. But what about when you were 12? Okay, I'm not going on a date when I'm 12. Pardon me. Didn't you have a boyfriend in grade six or whatever? Okay, yeah. But mm. we didn't. Like, he was not picking me up <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> right. It would be like, do you want to, like, go tobogganing? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. There was one guy who came to pick me up, and he actually opened the door for me on my side of the car. And I was like, whoa, this is, like, straight out of, like, the 50s. And that actually felt it actually felt nice to be treated like that. Right. Um. But most situations, I would meet them there because, like, I don't really want to get in a car with someone I don't know that well. The other thing is my dad's pet peeve in life is when someone comes to the house to pick me up. It doesn't matter if it's a date or if it's a friend or whatever. And they honk. Right. Right. He thinks it's the most annoying and rude thing. It's pretty rude. I agree. Like, a, a few of my friends would just honk and he would just be like, do they not have any manners? I agree. That's why I always, I mean, I think I'm, even to this day, like when I go to someone's, well, for the most part, but if, if I'm even with someone who's like, just, oh, I just got to grab something from this person's house or, or I'm going to just, you know, whatever I go, or if I'm picking someone up, I go and say hi to their parents. Right. Like if I'm, even if it's like someone I know really like my best friend or something and I'm picking them up, like I'm going to go say hi to your parents. Yeah. I suppose there have been situations where I'm in the driveway and I'll just text them and say I'm here. But that's, for me, that's mostly when it's, like, an apartment building or... Or if it's, like, really cold out. Or it's really cold now. Or, like, whatever. But anyway, yeah. so, I don't know. I thought it was really weird. I never went... I'm trying to think of, like, the two dates I went on in high school. And I think both times it was, like, my dad dropped me off and, like, yeah. met them at the mall or whatever. I don't think it was ever, like, a situation where... You know, where we, like, I was picked up. And it certainly wasn't where, like, I was picked up and my parents knew it was a date and they're all sitting there waiting and they're like, let's meet them. Like, that never happened. Ever. So, in terms of, like, have you ever had a guy pick you up, come to the door, say hi to your parents, and then open the car door for you? No. It was, like, very jarring for me. It was nice. I appreciated it. But, like, and then we went to a restaurant and he'd, like, pull out the chair. Oh, And, like, take off my coat and stuff. Oh, that's and like, never happened. I appreciate that, but part of me was like uncomfortable with it. It's a little bit too formal or something. It's a little weird, yeah. yeah. Mike, now, I mean, that being said, Mike will open the door for me a lot now, but I, I'm not even talking about that. Like, he's not doing it to impress anybody. We've been together long enough. He's not doing it for that. He's doing it, I don't know, because it's just if I've got things in my hands or whatever. But like, yeah. when I was young and it, like, it was like a teenager didn't know what to do and like trying to look adult, what didn't happen. 
I want to know about a situation where a guy came and picked you up on a date. The dates that I went on in high school, which, like I said, didn't... Like, I think there were literally three. And Same. But the one we went to... I think it was the date was we went to see... Pretty sure it was Elf in theaters. And it was a date, but then there were a bunch of people there. And it was, oh, we met at the mall. Yeah. And then another time would have been... It's all things were like it was. I, we met at the place, like the mall, generally yeah, to yeah, see yeah. a movie or whatever, and it just didn't happen. No, not one person I ever dated in my life met my dad and my mom until Mike. Yeah, I only have like a couple, and that's just because I was like living at home, right? So like they would like come over, and like we would like watch a movie in the basement. And my parents would come down and be like, "Hi," right. Um, but it wasn't very formal. It's, I've never had like a formal situation where I'm like, mom, dad, meet Johnny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, that, that, that happened when I met, when I, my parents met Mike. Really? You like invited him over intentionally to meet your parents and stuff. And you told your parents like, I'm dating this person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I lived on my own at the point, at that point. We had been dating for like, I don't know, two months, one or two months. And I, we went and my parents knew about him. Yeah, they knew about him and they knew I was dating someone, kind of. Yeah. And then my mom was like, we'd like to have him over for dinner. And I was like, okay. And he met my grandma and my parents the same day. Wow. And it was in the summertime or end of summer. So we sat outside on the, on the, my parents have a big backyard. With like yeah, a it's a nice backyard. Thing. And uh, so we sat out there and yeah. And they met and it was like, hello, Mike, I'm Eamon. Hello, I'm Janie, you know wasn't formal at all by no means my parents were probably wearing sweatpants i had a fairly formal experience with someone's parents mm-hmm. that was very nerve-wracking really yeah because well first of all his mom wrote me a note prior to meeting them oh so like they went on like a vacation and she wrote me a really nice note being like i'm sorry like we can't meet you sooner i can't wait to meet you i've only heard good things mm-hmm. blah 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 so then I have this nice note, and then, like, the longer it took to meet them, the more pressure it became. Oh, yeah. For so then sure. finally I met them, and I was so nervous. Yeah. Yeah. It's I had never met a, a, a person I was dating's parents at all um, until Mike. But the thing is, is thank God it happened the way it did. And again, no one met my parents until, until Mike. Because my parents were going away to Italy, and... I mean, long story short, it was in the bout, which you experienced, of my anxiety. Right. And uh, they were really, honestly, they were scared to go away to a degree because right. they were like, it was it was right in the middle of me having a lot of mental issues. Right. And uh, so they were not scared, but like they were just like, you know, a little hesitant, I think. And they yeah. were they were like, we will have a phone. Like you can call us, you know, anyway, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. And I made it, I started dating Mike a, a month or so before and it was very important for me, for them to meet him before they went away so that they could see I would be okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but then I met his mom before we were dating because I, we started hanging out when I went up to his cottage. Right. So I, that and was where his the, mom. We hung out the day before. That's right. So my, uh, his mom lives there and his stepdad. So I met them before we were even dating. Yeah. But then his dad and his stepmom, I met at his dad's, it was, his dad's birthday and Thanksgiving. Wow. So like a pretty big holiday. Yeah. Th- I think it was his dad's like 60th. Like it was a big number too. Yeah. 
That's when I met his dad and stepmom. But that's pretty intense. So I was really nervous for that one because we were also going to their place to like because they live in yeah. a different city. So we were going and like staying over. Yeah. So I was really nervous, but it was fine. And they're amazing. They're all good. Everyone's good. I crack under the pressure when there's expectation. Oh yeah. Like so because of this mom had written me a letter and she was like everything about you sounds amazing. I oh, was like God. there's no way I can be this person that she thinks I am. Right. That's how I feel about everything. Whenever there's like big expectation, I'm like, I can't fill this person's me, expectation. Me too. Like even with writing, someone's like, I heard that you're like the next Aaron Sorkin. I'm like, great. Now I'm going to write the next like Geely yeah. Yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get what you're being. Totally. So, anywho. I completely agree. Anyway, so picking with, up on dates. With all that to say, uh, Gidget's dad is so mad that she's not being picked up. So she... He forbids her to go to the luau. Right. And then he opens the oven. She has like a big lamb leg. And she's like, this is what I had to do to be invited. I had to bring a big piece of meat. You don't remember this? I don't remember this part at all. Okay. Well, you clearly were zoned out. Apparently. The dad finds all this food in the oven, like a big chopped lamb leg. I don't remember this part at all. (laughs) Like literally this means nothing to me, but okay. And then she's like, I had to, I had to spend cold cash. In order to be invited. Oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I, yeah, yeah, I remember. And he's this. like, what kind of daughter did I raise? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so she runs out and she goes anyway and she takes the car. Turns out that the guy that she hired to um, make Moondoggy jealous had to work. So then he gave the job to Moondoggy, not knowing that's who she wanted to make jealous. Oh, wow. I, re- I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea how I missed that. You know what? But, it's fine. All right. Go on. Yeah. So this she's is near the end. So we're getting a little. Uh... So then she starts. She starts. Right. I remember this now because she's with Moondoggy trying to make Moondoggy jealous. But she says, oh, I'm trying to make Big Kahuna jealous. So then he's like, who are you trying to make jealous? And then yeah. she's like, well, I can't say you. Right. So she says, Big Kahuna. And he's like, he's twice your age. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but oh, she's like, oh, yeah, he's a fatherly figure to me, but I don't want to be daughterly. Yeah. It's really fucking. It's very gross. Very uncomfortable. Anyway. Yeah. So. So they end up kissing. It's very passionate. And then she runs off and goes home with Big Kahuna. She asks if she can come inside with him, which is very bold. Yeah. Considering at the beginning of summer, she was like, I don't even like the look of a boy. Yeah. Now she's she's like, like, can I come inside? See your penis? And so she goes inside to Big Kahuna's place. And then she's like, basically like, I'm ready for you, Big Kahuna. Ew, Carly. <laughs> and then holy shies and He like puts on a fire. He gives her a beer. He like starts to like look very sexual. And then he sits down beside her and like cozies up next to her. And then he, at the last second before they're about to kiss, he says, Get out. I know you're just trying to make someone else jealous. It's really, con- to be quite honest, I was very confused about his character by the end because I thought he was such a nice older brother. And then by the end, I was like, Wait, is he being serious or is he? No, I think he was doing it to scare her. I guess. I don't know. I was a little confused. Anyway. Moondoggy comes in, punches Big Kahuna because he thinks that she, that he um, took her purity. I don't think he thought that. Well, why is he punching him? I don't know. Woman, did you even watch this movie? I don't know. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, can we go to the end? Holy crap. Sure. Well, what happens in the luau? Nothing. Nothing. They... It looks really fun. Oh, it looks super fun. Yeah. Everyone's dancing. There's a band. There's, there's a like, bonfire. Yeah. Everyone's drinking, having a good time. Everyone's lying on a beach towel, making out. Looks like a good time. Yeah. No, it does look a lot of fun. You were saying that the whole time. You're like, I want to go. Okay. So anyway, she's at home now. Blue, blue, blue. Um, and the dad goes, okay, you're having a date with this guy that I'm setting you up with. Like too bad. My friend's son. 
and she like could not be less interested. She like does not want to go. She's literally being dragged down and the yeah, stairs. She's like, Mama, no! Yeah, she does not want to do it. They're she, forcing her to meet some guy. Yeah, it's terrible. She goes down, and he's like, "This is Jeffrey Matthews," and he turns around, and it's motherfucking Moon Doggy. Because we never knew his real name. I was actually shocked by that twist. Yeah, I was not because I had read by accident the IMDb oh. and it had said something. Um, it didn't say that, but when I was looking at the IMDb, because I was trying to remember what these people's nicknames were, and it said Jeffrey Matthews slash Moondoggy. Uh. And then he he kept being like, I'm going to say you up with Jeffrey Matthews. And I was like, oh, it's Moondoggy. That but Carly was, was literally like, wow! It was I so thought that great. was a great twist, especially yeah. for 1950s. And totally. this is what you call in this, if you're a, a wannabe screenwriter, this is what you call a plant and payoff. So something's mentioned at the beginning of the movie and it sort of is briefly mentioned elsewhere. And then at the end, there's a payoff. Yeah. And it's kind of a s- surprise. And you're like, oh, that's why that was planted at the beginning. Right. So, yeah, it was a satisfying plant to pay off in my personal opinion. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was great. I thought they did a really good job. I really liked it. Yeah, so then Pardon they, me. they fall in love. I just hiccuped. That's the end of that, right? He goes back to school and she's like, uh, let's Oh, and, and he goes, he goes, will you wear my pin? And she, he gives her his pin. Okay, I would love if someone gave me their pin. I mean, I don't really like that it represents, like, I own you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I just like the idea of someone giving me a pin. Mike gave me his Letterman jacket. He yeah. gave me his Letterman jacket the day, actually, that he met my parents. He That's gave me a big my deal. Letterman jacket. Oh, for sure. Because he, I had said to him that, I, I mean, I was not the, like, cheerleader, obviously, at school. But first of all, I don't even think we had cheerleaders. But anyway, um, I said, oh, that'd be so funny. Like, I always wish that. And I guess I had mentioned that once. So then he gave me, because Mike was on the football team and the rugby team and the this team and the water polo team and the whatever. So at 30, he gave me his letterman jacket from high school. And I wear it all the time. You do wear it all the time. Especially, the time. it is your going to the gym jacket. It is. I've never been given a letterman jacket. I went to a football school and all the cool, hot girls were wearing their boyfriend's letterman jacket. But not old car car sitting in the corner wearing a famous stars and straps t-shirt for the 150th time. The unwashed famous stars and straps t-shirt. That's the end of that, people. So what did you... Oh, let's do your fashion fave. I loved the blue stripey shirt that she wears over her bathing suit. It's kind of a hoodie. It's kind of like mm. a... What's it called when you put something over your bathing suit? A, a sarong. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it? I feel like you're not saying that right. Oh, I don't know. A cover-up. A cover-up. She was wearing this cool, cute, blue, stripey cover-up hoodie thing, and I really liked it. Yeah, it it was really cute. What was your fashion fave? Her bangs. Fantastic bangs. They were curled to perfection. Yeah, they really were. They were the 50s dream. They looked like they were pasted on her face. (laughs) They really did. I loved them. Um, Do you want to do your... I'd love to hear your Leo connection. Yeah, I would love to do it. Do you have one? No. My Leo connection is this. Wait, six is six is six. Six 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 is six. Leo. By the way, can I just say really quickly? Sorry, I have to interrupt. I know what you're gonna say. What? You're gonna say that's the exact same intro as Bayside. It's not the exact same intro. It is the beep 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 from Beep 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 beep. Go Bayside. Beep 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 beep. That's okay. Six to six. This is six. Go Leo. Six to six. This is six. Um. So this is how this. One goes. Go for it. I can't wait. Cliff Robertson plays Big Kahuna in mm-hmm. this movie. You know what he also plays? Tell me. Ben Parker in the Spider-Man series with <gasps> Tobey Maguire. 
Stop! He's Uncle Ben. Oh my god, damn, that's a good one. And then, damn. So Leo and Toby are in The Great Gatsby together. Damn. They're also best friends in real life. So that's a solid. That's awesome. Three connections. That's, I was not expecting that. I was gonna be like, "Good luck, sister." I thought I recognized Big Kahuna, but I was like, I don't know why. Well, it's also forty years prior to him playing Uncle Ben or something. So I mean, he looks a little different. He is pretty attractive. Very, yeah, great. Great, great, great. good. So what do you rate this movie? I thought it was enjoyable. I loved the intro, the like Big Bang music. I loved the surfing culture. I loved the sweaty, tanned, greasy men. <laughs> I love Dorothy. Dorothy. I don't, I don't say it as good as you. Dorothy. Well, I'm much more talented than you are. I know you are. <laughs> uh, I think this movie deserves a solid six and a half. All right. What about you, sister? I go a different way. So I have, this is, a, I don't know if this is too much information or anything, but anyway, when I was uh, bringing this up a couple times this episode, but I had oh. severe mental issues a couple years ago. You're mental. With my anxiety. It was horrible. And um, like literally it was, what's the word I'm looking for? Like paralyzing. Intense, paralyzing. It was really bad. And I would, I lived on my own, but I would stay with my parents for like weeks on end. Cause I was like, I I'm, can't survive this. But anyway, so when I was with, this is going somewhere, I promise. So I believe you. when I lived with my parents, when I was staying with my parents, my mom and my dad did not know what to do. Cause this was a really weird thing for me. And they were like, what the hell are we doing? My mom was like, put this movie on and she would she would put on i forget what one it was now but it was a james garner really old movie mm -hmm. from 62 or something yeah and then it became a thing that 50s movies from the 50s and the 60s in particular calm me the fuck down really like i don't know why but there's something about it that just they may i don't even care what movie it is it could be a horror movie it could be a love story whatever it's something about the the, I don't know. I really don't know. But anyway, the 50s and 60s per in particular really helped me. So wow. this movie made me so happy. Yeah. It made me so happy because it's from that era. And it just, even if I, I wasn't feeling anxious or anything, but it just makes me automatically happy. So yeah. I would give it a good eight and a half. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. It just like, it just, they calmed me down in That's a weird cool. way. So um, it made me really happy. So eight and a half. You know that... I obviously can relate to what you experienced. And maybe we'll go into it more when we watch something like Charlie Bartlett or something where yeah. it's about more of like a uh, mental illness type of movie. Um, but I can relate to what you're saying. And there's w during a certain period of my life in grade 12 where it was at its worst, mm -hmm. there was three things that I watched that were the only things that made me feel better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're so different. What were they? It was the movie Once. Okay. And I, I saw it for the first time. When I was having this situation. Lars and the Real Girl. Okay. And the series Kenny versus Benny. <laughs> For anyone who's not a Torontonian. Yeah, people outside of Toronto know Kenny versus Benny. But that is a classic Toronto series. That's amazing. I love Kenny versus Benny. Yeah. And I just, it totally got me out of my own head. And I was like laughing for the first time in like weeks mm -hmm. and anyways those are the three things that come to my mind but the the 50s and 60s movies like is much cooler well there's there's it's that or the office right me. point is it was either 50s movies 60s movies in the office yeah that's a good combo yeah pretty much um okay so do you have anything else you want to say about this movie about gadget no i mean the thing is it's it's hard to um 
it's hard to re- review a movie from the 50s because it's hard to relate to it. But I really enjoyed the experience. So I hope that like this isn't boring for people to listen to this episode because yeah. I want to continue watching movies like this, but it's hard to it's hard to relate to our own high school experience. It's hard to relate to our own high school experience, but also it's a lot it's not I mean I I'm going to I'm willing to say that not many of our listeners will have l- seen this movie. Yeah, and there's that too. I know a lot of people who I know who who listen to us and they're like, "Well, we don't really listen to the episodes of movies we don't we haven't seen." Right. So, that's fair. I get that. I totally get that, but this one is just not one that people will have seen. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So maybe, I don't know. Let us know what you think of like watching older older movies. I love them. And as I mean, clearly like I said they calm me down a lot so I think it's also really interesting because like we we don't relate to the way that this movie kind of showed high school students but at the same time we kind of did like there were lots of things we talked about but also we didn't even talk about the fact that like we are pretty not defiant but like different from the stereotypical girls like the popular girls right mm-hmm. and then in high school i was like i want to skateboard which is similar to this whole thing about i, I want to surf like i guess we were kind of like gidgets a little bit <laughs> yeah no seriously we were because yeah. like all the, you know again we've i've taught said this one hundred thousand times there weren't clicks in my high school but there were also things that people didn't, didn't do and not many girls in my high school skateboarded i also let me preface by saying I did not skateboard, but I tried. I tried to. I tried very hard. So it's just one of those things like my parents and my parents were just like Dorothy and Russell because they were like, here's a skateboard. Like, let's let's from like a garage sale. They didn't spend $200 yeah. or anything. But, um, you know, they they were very supportive in that. Like, you do you. You do you, girl. And I was like, thanks, That's girl. That's great. Anyway. Uh Okay, you can follow us on Instagram at Teenage Dirtbags with a Z podcast. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.